Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. Join your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant, and Radio Host, Wanda Miles. Now, here's your host, Katrina Jones. Hello, everybody. Hey, Wanda. How are you doing today? Doing good. Good. Hey, Hasina. That was actually me speaking. Oh, that was (laughs) Hasina. Okay. Okay. I'm here, too. Awesome. Awesome. All right. How how was your, um, you ladies, how was your week this uh, last week? Uh, oh, it was a wonderful week. No complaints. Got a new car. That's good. Oh, good. cool. That's yeah, new, new to me. <laughs> what what kind of car did you get? Oh, uh, I thought I'd go American this time and uh, got a Chevy. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I feel I feel road tough. I feel tough in my Chevy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. My week was good, just busy. Just busy trying to get my stuff together for some upcoming things going on next week. So other than that, it was good. Good. Good, good. So my week was good also. Um just really busy. Um you know, really busy um, focusing on um, uh, other people, some people that are sick in the family and things like that. So looking forward to this week and um, doing a little bit of self-care. Uh, yeah, great week. Today, ladies, our, our show topic, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm thinking that we'll have some fun with this topic, but it is uh, interviewing your dream team using the power of visualization and imagination. And we want to know what three individuals have positively left an impact on your life. We will discuss the power of of visualizing yourself um, sitting at a conference table with who you believe to be the three greatest minds that have ever existed or are significant for you. Uh, these people can be dead, they can be still living, they can be famous, or, you know, just ordinary people. Uh, if, you, if you interviewed them, what questions would you ask? Why would you choose these individuals? What wisdom and knowledge have they imparted uh, to your world? How can their wisdom assist you as you live out your personal mission statement? And a lot of times, I thought that this would be an interesting topic because a lot of times um, it's, it's easy to feel like we need a physical body to be a mentor uh, or to be a role model to us, 
um, you know, we need that that concrete example, but that's not necessarily true. Um, it's not true at all. And we did a show in the past, ladies, about mentorship, and and we talked about the fact that um, that a mentor is a is a person who guides others using their experience and expertise in a field or a profession that a mentor has achieved levels of success, knowledge, wisdom, and satisfaction in their field, and they want to now give back to others. And based on that definition, a lot of times people we admire or people and people who have characteristics and traits that we want to incorporate into our life, they're not always accessible to us. And because for for many reasons, uh, you know, we can admire uh, people who may be in the in the uh, famous for something, um, or we can admire someone who's passed on, and so we you know we just don't have access. But it doesn't mean that um, you know it doesn't mean that we can that we can't harness um, the knowledge and the wisdom that they have. And so today we're going to talk about the power of visualization, um, the power of being able to um, to mentally um, being able to mentally uh, process or focus on um, a situation or. Um, characteristics of, of that a person has or that we want to develop um, so that we can harness that, that energy for, for ourselves. And I don't know if, I don't feel like I did a really great job of, of, of describing visualization. So um, if one of you ladies would want to a little, a little about what visualization is and the importance of it, um, that may be helpful as well. Well, visualization is just using your imagination, to, I think, to simply put it. For me, it's just closing my eyes and, and not maybe not so much using my eyes to visualize of, of all things, but visualizing is uh, using the imagination to create what you want at that given moment. I like that using the imagination to create. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, I want to talk a little bit about masterminding, um, because this exercise that we're going to do today um, is about creating our own mastermind groups, not physical mastermind groups, but visualizing um, a mastermind group. And so mastermind, a mastermind group is simply uh, a meeting of, of folks, of highly motivated individuals who share a common goal and are looking to encourage and help each other to improve. So when we do visualizations and we visualize three people um, sitting at a table or being in a room with us um, that we want to share with, we have to go a step further in our creativity and we have to think about 
not only what are the questions that we would want to ask this this individual, but how might that individual answer this you know the questions that I have and typically, if there's someone that we admire we we've done a little bit of research on that person, and so um you know we have some some idea uh some idea if that makes sense. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get started. I wanna <clears throat> I'm gonna start off and the first person the first person that I would want to interview would be Gary Dr. Gary Chapman. And Dr. Chapman is a he's a Christian pastor, a marriage counselor, and an author. He wrote a book entitled The Five Love Languages, um, The Secrets to Love That Last. And a lot of people may, be, may or may not be familiar with that book, but it was really popular and I believe on the bestseller list for some time. It came out in 2007. And for me, th- this book, it literally changed the way that I view people. Um, I now realized that from reading his book, I now realize that everyone has a primary love language. And I've I've learned that when you understand when you understand the per, a person's language that um you can communicate clear. You can become a better communicator. And um the five love languages are touch you know, some people want to be touched. Some people like gifts. Some people like to give gifts and to receive gifts that makes them feel good. Some people do service. Uh, you know, that is their primary love language. Um, Brittany, she was able to, to name them off immediately yesterday when we were talking about it. It's service. It's um I hope I can remember them all. But there are five. There are five. Um, There are five. So words of affirmation. Some people like quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So those are the five love languages. So Gary Chapman, um, he's he's an influencer. He's uh, reached millions of people with his with his writing and um so he's the first person that um that I said that I would want to to interview. And the second person um that I said that I would like to uh interview or let me back up. So with Gary Chapman the questions that I would want to ask him are how did you know that you were called to God to counsel couples their their marriages intact? Because in his book he talks about how he when he first got his counseling license he began to work with couples. That became his gift and he did really well at it. So, you know, how did you know that that was your calling? I would want to ask him, 
what are the what are the you know what are the five love languages and how important is it for each of us um to live these you know to live our love language and to understand what the love language is of of others and I want to ask him how important is it hello hello hi i'm sorry hi. i was i i was i was kicked off <laughs> I was kicked off the air. Now I think Wanda got kicked. I mean, uh, Hasina got kicked off. So sorry about that. She's okay. going to come back on. Yeah. So, you know, that that is, um, that's the first person that I would want to interview. Are you familiar with, with Dr. Chapman at all, Wanda? No, or that not book, really. The Five I, Love Languages? I've heard of it, I, I, but I've not delved into it, which I, I sounds interesting. I'd, I'd like to. Okay. Hey, Hasina, I know you got get kicked off. Yeah, something happened. Everything went quiet, so I just uh, redialed. I got kicked off. Yeah, I got kicked off first. So I'm, yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Are you but I do with- know something. Yeah, I do know Mr. Chapman. I think he's a great guy, and he does a lot of great things. He always has trainings and things like that. His five love languages, I think, is very valuable for people that want to know. And it goes into more specifics of the quality, time, gifts, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. Some people think they might be one and they might not be. I'm not sure if you said this already, being that I got cut off. But Mm -hmm. you have to know what you like and convey that to your partner, and you need to know what they like and vice versa. It's great that you know yours, but you need to know theirs so you do things differently. And so the other person does things differently also. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it, and it's so easy. When you talk about communication, I know that I do acts of service. And so because I know that's my love language, I I expect other people to have, you know, to do the same things that I do. And and for a long time, that was a big problem for me. And from reading his book, I was able to kind of observe people and and figure out and, you know, talk to folks and, you know, and my children, my spouse, um, you know, different people in my life and, and figure out what they're love languages. It took me years to figure out that my mom's love language is gifts. (laughs) And I don't know Mm. why. But now that I know, I understand her so much differently. You know, my perspective is just so much different um, than it was. Um, So I think he's a very big influencer. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds like a definite read. Uh Now, the spectrum you're welcome. The second person that I chose to talk about or to interview is Oprah Winfrey. And I chose Oprah because she is an African-American female uh, from, a, from a small town in Mississippi. Um, this woman has created a multi-million dollar broadcasting empire. Um, she's known for her uh, award-winning radio show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, as well as OM now, OM TV station. She owns her own TV station. Uh, She's an actress, a talk show host, a philanthropist, author, 
and magazine editor. Oprah has revolutionized television as we know it. Uh, She was the first African-American female to own her own production company or her own production studio. She's She's reached so many milestones and inspired so many people of all colors and nations. Um, She's encouraged people to strive for excellence. And to me, that makes her an influencer. And um, she's also known for being the first talk show host to focus on literature, self-improvement, and spirituality. Um, And she's done a really great job of, of creating transparency as a host. You know, when, when Oprah talks to us, we feel like we, we feel like we know her because yeah. she's so transparent with her life. And, and she's one of the first, if not the first um, television, one of the first television personalities, at least host, talk show host. Uh, to to give that persona, and um, so the three questions that I would I would have for Oprah are, what motivated you to follow your passion, um, and and I could say which one you know her I wanted to know about her passion for broadcasting because that's how she started, but you know that passion has developed now into she she be, she became an, an actress and uh, you know a TV. Uh, editor and uh, this owner of a station so she she's morphed so much what are some behind the scenes struggles that you went through to become successful and i i, I want to know that because although she gives a lot of of her personal information you know to us as as an audience I believe it would be different, you know, being able to have a, just a one-on-one conversation with her. Um, what advice would you give to those who are working and struggling to reach their dreams? These are questions that can motivate others to stay on their path and, and to help with their dreams. So, so these are some questions that I want to, to ask Oprah. Any thoughts on that, lady? No, no, it sounds great. <laughs> That's for you. Okay. And then my third person, the third person that I would I would want to interview is Ernest Holmes. Ernest Holmes, he was born in Lincoln, Maine. He was born in Maine, and he was a preacher and the founder of religious science. He's the author, community leader, and teacher of metaphysics. And I love metaphysics. Um, it is becoming a part of my lifestyle. And I've gone to a lot of, well, I go to a church from time to time that um, practices religious science um, and the, the, the power of positive thinking, um, the power of visualization. I just love it. He was a public speaker and made a life of touring and speaking with audiences, um, audiences of anywhere from 625 to over 1,000 people. 
at a time. One of his, and this was in um, this was in the 1800s. So he knew about the power of positive thought long before uh, neuroscientists recently have got on board. So I, you know, he is an influencer. One of his one of his uh, most famous books is entitled The Science of Mind uh and it was uh he wrote it in 1938 he began to ask profound questions at a young age such as who am i and and what is my purpose he speaks on universal spiritual principles that teach people how to live a life of joy along with affirmative prayer and uh, he's founded some spirit, many spiritual centers um, uh, around the world. So he is an influencer and someone that I would definitely want to have at my table in my mastermind group. And the three questions that I would ask to him are, what are spiritual universal principles? Um because I'd like to hear it from him. I'd like to hear him explain it. Um, I'd like to hear it from come from his words. What would you say? Are those what What would you say to those who might view you and your work as a cult or contrary to God's word? Because a lot of people, when they hear metaphysics, they think woo 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 woo, and a lot of people get really crazy and think it's not God centered, which is not the case. Um, and the other question I would ask is, how can reading your book impact impact me on a, a per, how did when you were writing, how did you want your your writings to impact the your, your readers on a personal level? So those are the folks that I would have at my mastermind group, and those are the questions that um, that I would ask. All right. Sounds, sounds great. So, who wants to go next? Um, well, you know um, what? Mine keep changing as I <laughs> as I sit here, but uh, or maybe I just have a list. Maybe the list is just growing. Ooh. I think that's it because I've never had to think about it. So really you have that a much. big conference table, huh? Well, I think I'll just have different events, like a monthly event, (laughs) and I will gather the latest three. But always, I'm going to jump in. uh, Hasina, did you need to go? No, 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 no. Go ahead, Wanda. I mean, if you're chomping at the bit or anything, I didn't want to. No, go ahead. All right. Uh, How far are we from that commercial? I'll give you one, and then we'll do the commercial break thing. All right. Uh, I guess my first is uh, that I that I thought of was uh, Robin Williams actually, because I'd like to understand that whole sad, happy, making people laugh while you you don't feel so good, and 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 how you get to that place, and 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 the person that makes them laugh, or makes him, or makes you laugh the most. I'd, I'd like to find his funny places, his happy places. That's what I'd like to find out from him. And see, I guess the question, um, I always like to know what people's favorite food is and then 
and then just kind of prepare that. It's like a whole event. <laughs> like so, we're, we're we're eating food, we're preparing food, and it's their favorite food, so they're already in a good mood. And I like to know what people like to eat that makes them feel good. And so we eat that, and then it, the conversation obviously will go all over the place. But um, I always love to uh, interview comedians just because I, I like making people laugh myself, and so I understand like the, that class clown. And, and but you know, there's there's always someone a little shy and quiet on the inside. So I'm always interested on that and in, in who that person is. And I'm, I'd like to find out what. Um, what it is that connects, I think the question would be the same for pretty much all of them, connects them to their higher source and what is it they do to, particularly be, before performing or perform before engaging an audience, um, the process that they go through. And, because uh, yeah, these are things that, that will be helpful for me in my life as a somewhat on stage persona. And I always wonder how they weather the doubters and the people that, the negative people, the people that are just looking out for them, just telling them the truth, how to face reality. And if when that doesn't so match what they're going for, how do, how do they, you know, ways that they talk themselves or what they do to get themselves back on track. So I'm not sure if the set of questions. The questions will certainly grow from there. I think that's a very powerful question, Wanda. You know, how do you, you know, what do you say to to those who tell you to, what do you say to the naysayers, you know, or how do you deal with those who tell you, did you say to stop dreaming or how did you put or, that? You know, the people that, the people who just say they're, they're just looking out for you. You know, I, I just want what's best for you. I mean, so they're well-meaning people, the people that definitely love you, but how do you, how, how do you weather that, not a storm, it's just how do you weather that, the, those waves of doubters, the people that, that don't think you should try Try that because maybe they don't think you can do it or things like that. Just anybody or or the people. And these days, how do you avoid the trolls on the internet? I mean, how do you how do you dodge that stuff? It's just the negativity. How how do you get through the negativity? Maybe oh, there's my neighbor's rooster. Who's got it? Ah! <laughs> I thought you were in Jamaica. Some days it feels like it. I know, Florida. I know. Oh, Miami. <laughs> so yes, who, I are your other t- who are your other two My, people? Um, Robin Williams, uh, Lucille Ball, and Wayne Dyer as of the moment. Mm. So why why so Wayne Lucille Dyer, Ball? Um, just because she was the first comedian, a woman that I remember just making me laugh and just being funny. And I'm not sure if that's what encouraged me to be somewhat humorous or at least to seek my funny side. Um, But, yeah, she was just the first funny woman. And then there was Carol Burnett and uh, a little on after that. But, yeah, she was the first woman that made me laugh. (laughs) 
And I think she did it in a world uh, where it was really hard for her to do, you know, things that she did. And, and I'm always interested in people that kind of break down some barriers as well. So, particularly she women. Was an, yeah, she was an innovator. She was the first. She was the first woman to be pregnant on TV, I believe. Oh. And she was also the first woman to be married, the first Caucasian woman to be married to somebody who was not Caucasian. Remember her husband was Cuban, On TV, Ricky. yeah. <laughs> on TV. Yeah. She was the first yeah. one to be divorced on TV. So she was oh, yeah. innovative. She was she just, was she was just being Lucy. <laughs> yeah. And she was so, funny. Yeah. She was and very smart. funny. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you said Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer, but I always feel like he left us so much. There's really nothing that he. There's, Wayne Dyer is still exists beyond his own demise. I just feel like he was. There's so many books and videos and things that he'll be teaching us forever. Wow. So I feel like we can always access Wayne Dyer. So I'm always. I'm not sure if that's. Yeah. Um, so let me let me ask you a question. So that that's, I think that's interesting, because of the works that he left behind, we can always access him. Um, do you feel like so he's left his legacy? Do you do you think that's the same as like transparent? He he's left a transparency about who he is and you know what he believed. Is that what you mean when you oh. say he's? Left, you know, he's left. Um, he, you know, he's left things behind yeah. for us to to learn and grow. Yeah, and particularly in this day of so much medium, I mean, and he he was pretty media savvy and did a lot of interviews and a lot of public broadcasting things. So he was accessible to you know people who couldn't always afford his tapes and all that other stuff. But um. I don't know. I think he left us a, a wealth of information, of, of, of wealth of, of ways to find ourselves. I call them breadcrumbs. And then, of course, he has children, so I'm sure he left left some of him in them. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, well, um, thank you for sharing, Wanda. We are going to go to a commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to hear who um, Hasina, uh, the three uh, people that um, that she has chosen uh, to be on her dream team. And if you callers um, want to talk to us about folks that you'd like to have on your dream team, um, please give us a call. The number is 929-477-3307. Okay, we're going to go to a break and come right back. Satori Life Skills Institute is an instructional business institute offering business development classes to aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development. We are a team of consultants that specialize in specific areas of business. We come together to provide a comprehensive package of services using a holistic approach that ensures that you receive leading-edge information in leadership, social and emotional intelligence theory, and practical application. Satori Life Skills Institute is dedicated to empowering aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development in the areas of self-care, career development, 
business building, and wealth consciousness. We'll help you find the answers to powerful questions. How am I conducting business? Am I living my mission statement? Am I leaving this place better than I found it because of my contribution? We offer coaching sessions, consulting, and business and personal development classes. Satari Life Skills Institute. We've developed a series of classes that provide real-world tools and strategies that yield solid business, professional, and personal results. Basic bookkeeping, what business owners need to know. Be successful, how to start and stay in business. How to survive in the U.S. business culture. Networking to get business. We also offer free one-session workshops that provide education and resources that outline the steps that startups need for success. And then there's our Mastermind Business Group, an ongoing monthly support group that focuses on aligning goals, learning, and growth with other like-minded professionals. To learn more about our classes, visit us at satarilifeskills.com. That's satarilifeskills.com, S-A-T-A-R-I, lifeskills.com. Or call 800-590-0056, satarilifeskills.com, or 800-590-0056. And join us here weekly on Positively Affirmative every Sunday at 5 p.m. Satari Life Skills Institute. Transform and grow your life and business. And we're back. All right. So we are interviewing, we're talking about interviewing your dream team and using the power of visualization and imagination. So, Hasina, you're going to tell us who are the three people that um, if you had a mastermind, group, and this is a personal mastermind group that necessarily have to involve, you know, people physically being there, but if you had a mastermind group, um, you needed to do some strategizing, who would you have on your team, and what questions would you ask? Okay, well, the first one, and most people know this about me, I love Martin Luther King. I actually named my son His middle name is Martin. That Martin Luther King is just very important to me. I think he just changed a lot of, and of course he wasn't alone, but he was one of the leaders in changing how things were when it came to civil rights. He graduated from high school very early in age. He graduated from college very early in age. I believe I am a very intellectual person. So with that, that just keeps me in awe, just that part. But done so, so, so much. So when I think about a person, he would be the number one person that I would want to interview. And I came up with a few questions for him. One of them are, how how were you able to keep your cool? Now, he has been punched in the face, elbowed, he's been bloodied, he's gone to jail many a time, people have spit at him, called him names, I would just love to know how he keeps his cool. Another one I would love to know about Martin Luther King would be how could, how was he able to have such a forward way of thinking? Because I feel like, yes, a lot of people felt this way, but to implement it and actually get the ball really rolling on a national level says a lot. And then to do it in a way of 
being that forward of doing it very peaceful. Now, there are other leaders out there like Martin um, Malcolm X and um, Elijah Muhammad that were doing it in different ways, the Black Panthers, but he wanted to do it in a peaceful way. And even though he had a lot of people going against him, he was able to make a lot of changes for people of color and poor people. So I think that's great. I would like to know how he was able to graduate early. As I said, graduate early from high school, graduate early from college. How did he find balance in what he did? Because if he's fighting this good fight, that's a national thing. And then he has to turn around and be a dad and be a husband and be a pastor. How did he find balance? And then just time for himself. And my last question for him would be, what would you do differently? You know, Maybe if he did one thing differently, it would have changed the whole thought of how we look at Martin Luther King. The ripple effect could have been totally different. So I would love to hear what he thought he could have done differently to maybe change how we look at the civil rights era. My second person is Deepak Chopra. I also love him. I think he's another intellectual and I love that his background is in as a medical doctor and as a neurologist. So understanding the brain and the nervous system and then understanding how the brain and nervous system is linked to your gut, your stomach. Um, they say that your stomach actually has more, um, what's the word I want to use, has more nerve endings than your brain. And that's hard to believe, but he was able to bridge those together and make people understand that we need both that, and they both need to be intact to be insightful and aware. So some of the questions I would ask him is, what are his methods to remain peaceful? And the second one for him would be, what is his self-care regime? And how does he maintain it? From what I get from what he does with Oprah and the things he does on his own, he's all about meditation. And I'm wondering, I, I struggle with meditation. I do it. I don't do it consistent, consistently. I would love to. But I want to know how he's able to. Is it like he has a magic clock that wakes him up at a certain time and he just gets down and does he sit? Does he stand? Does he listen to music? I would love to know the ins and outs of how he's able to meditate and remain at peace and also be so insightful. He knows a lot. And he's also a person that came from another country, India, came over here and just changed the map when it comes to the New Age movement. So I think more people need to know about him. He also brought more things, and I might mess up the pronunciation of this, but it's of Rida, I believe, and it's a Hindu traditional medicine. He brought that into the mainstream medicine also, and he really wants people to understand the mind-body relationship. And again, he's a great guy. And last but not least, I love this lady from, I can't even tell you, since maybe a teenager, because I think her story is just, her name is Madam C.J. Walker. Her real name actually is Sarah Breedlove, and she's African-American. She's an entrepreneur. 
She's a philanthropist, and she was a political and social activist. She was the first, first self-made millionaire in America, first, and she was African-American. And let me just say what, when she was born and when she passed, so you really understand that the challenges that she probably had to go through at that time. She was born December 23rd, 1867, and passed away May 25th, 1919. So just get a, just use those senses, use your imagination to just think of the challenges she might have had at that time and how she was able to persevere and still be the first self-made millionaire, female self-made millionaire in America. Some of the questions I have for her would be, how, how do you stay focused? She was able to actually have the first pyramid scheme. Believe it or not, you, you think that Amway and Mary Kay and Avon had it? No. She was the very first. She started branching out her products and saying, hey, here's your team over here. And the more people you get on your team, the more money you get. She started it. She was even able to start a manufacturing company for her black hair products that she came up with, hair grease, hair combs, things like that. The next question I would ask her is how was she able to win people over? I think she had to be a great salesperson. At one time, she was going door to door. After a while, she didn't have to go door to door anymore. She was able to find people to do that for her. And the last question is, how did, your, how did you implement ideas and skills to become so, again, I'm at all just because of the time period that she became the first female self-made millionaire. And I would love to sit down with her. I would love to talk to her. I would love to have these people at my round table and just hear all their perspectives and how different they would be. So those are my three. Those are my dream team people, my point people I would want at the table with me. That is awesome. Now, would they all be sitting at the table together? Would they be asking each other questions as well? I think it would be nice if they could be together, maybe separate in the beginning, so I can just get to know them. So I would know how to also balance out the conversation because, Madam C.J. Walker is the oldest, so her ideals might be different than Deepak. And Deepak and Martin Luther King, I have a feeling like they might be closer in how they see things for the simple fact that Martin Luther King and Gandhi were very close, and that was actually Martin Luther King's mentor. Oh, it would be very interesting. Yes, it would be very, very interesting. And those are just the wow. ones that I would love to see now, but I love Abraham Lincoln, Hicks, I love Napoleon Hill, and I love Joe Osteen. And Wanda, you said the other one, Wayne Dyer. He's also a great guy. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And Martin, Martin, and each of these, each of these people that we have mentioned have been influencers. They've influenced millions of people. They've been able to, they've been able to use their their communication skills. They've been able to use their influence 
um, to help people in some kind of way to grow. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's very interesting. And Martin Luther King, his daughter, one of his daughters just passed away a few days ago. I didn't know she was an actress. Mm, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm Yolanda. not sure about that. I thought she passed away a little while ago, but I could oh, be. Oh, was it a while um, ago? So why is it? I, I wonder so. why is it that I you you're right. You're right. So my apologies. You you are correct. I don't know why it seems like I saw that recently. Okay, yeah, I saw right. some people posting some things online, and I'm thinking he she passed away a couple a of while years ago. ago. She did. She did. Yeah. She did. Yeah, I think she um, passed away after her mom. I believe. I'm not sure. I don't want to quote it, okay. but it's been a couple years, so I think about that. But you know, when I was looking at the subject that she wanted to put out there, Katrina, I started thinking about why we choose these people, and I think yeah. it's very important to have someone that sets a good example for us, so we have somebody to follow in their footsteps. Because if you don't know what you stand for, and this is Martin Luther King, you'll fall for anything. So it's good to have some type of example of someone that you would like to speak to or somebody that you agree with their values. And I found a couple quotes that I thought might help our audience um, understand more of what I believe we're trying to convey. So the first one has to be the mentor. A mentor empowers a person to see a possible future and believe it can be obtained. So I love how you're talking about visual, visualization, and this has to do with it again, to see a possible future and believe it can be un, uh, obtained. And a lot of times I think we choose the people we choose because of their struggle or their challenge that they had to be who they are. I I think of my own journey of being going into marriage and family therapy as a therapist, and I remember my last year, and I think I mentioned this in another radio show, but it was five ladies. It was an extra credit uh, thing that we needed to do for undergrad. I did it. I heard their stories. There were managers, directors, presidents of companies, and I was like, geez, they had such humble um, upbringings. So why can't I do the same thing? So a lot of times you look at somebody and you see how human they could be and you see how they might have went through some of the struggles you went through and you're like, wait a second, I can do this too. Mm-hmm. There's so many people, like when I think of famous people that we know, I can think of, let me see, I'm going to go and find this really, really quick. J.K. Rowling, she had been mm-hmm. this person that did the Harry Potter book. She was yes, divorced. from England. Yeah. Yeah, she was divorced. She was on welfare. Pub, she could hardly yeah. her child. Yeah. And she she couldn't even afford a computer. <laughs> so she had to manually type her book, 90,000 words. That's just, I can't even see that. <laughs> Stephen King and is another. Turned, I'm not gonna go. And, and people turned her down before she got her first yes. Yes, like probably 12, 13 times. Yeah. 
Stephen King's another one. I don't want to go into everybody's background, but he came from humble upbringing. Jim Carrey came from a humble upbringing. Uh, Tyler Perry, Perry um, some people might know that he was homeless, living in his car. Sarah Jessica Parker, she also came from humble upbringing. And the list goes on and on. Colonel Sanders, and look at him. He's all over the world with his KFC. Shania Twain. It's so many, and, you know, once you see somebody that looks like you could touch them and they're human, then we feel like, okay, we could do that too. And then those people become our mentors, our mentees. Oprah Winfrey's on here too, and that's one of yours, um, Katrina. She had a rough life. She had a lot of things with the color of her skin, um, sexism, and a lot of other things, her weight because she was going into media and she didn't look like what they wanted her to look like. And then she was also a victim of sexual abuse. She was molested by a cousin and an uncle and a friend, like a family friend. That's, that's a lot. But she, she kept on going and she was really good in school. So we have to find maybe how somebody becomes human for us for us to say, okay, we can do that too. Or maybe their story makes us feel a way, and then we have our person, and then we just run with it. We learn, we study more about them, like Wanda said with um, Wayne Dyer. We'll always know so much about him because he was so open, and everything's on video or in a book yeah. that you can see. Yeah. yeah, he's just everywhere. He's really everywhere, and I think he's just, and he'll always be kind of everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he was. I really like that too. I was sad. <laughs> and, and you touch on something, Hafina. A lot of these mentors have been willing to share their personal pain. And as humans, we connect with, you know, we connect with other people's emotions and, and, and people's exactly. pain because, that's something that we all experience at some point is pain. Right. And, and, that's, and that's something that, that and, and through the pain, they have been able to, to persevere, to move forward right. dis, despite the, the challenges. Um, right. You know, which, a... mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, which lets us know that failure is a part of success. You know, failure is not the end. Failure is not the end. You know, failure is another, it it, it presents opportunities to learn Mm -hmm. so that we can get it right. Right. So there, and and one more thing I want to say before you go on, Hussina, because you got some good stuff. I want to say that, um, it, you know, when you are creating a mastermind group, it's important to it's important to do to research people's backgrounds because everybody, you know, don't just judge a book by its cover. Don't look at a person and feel like, oh, I know their story based on how they look or based on how they act. Everybody has a story that's deeper than what you see, and it's worth it's it's worth uh, researching. It's worth researching. And also, when we, when we find out who we identify with, 
Um, it helps us to know what type of leaders we are, and it helps us to identify what gifts are. Because if you pay attention, we all three of us had different personality types that resonated with us. And when mm-hmm. we look at those different folks, um, you know, because I know Wanda, I can see those, I can see different parts of her personality in the people that she chose. And, and, and cool. you know, with you, Hasina, so, you know, when you have a mentor, when you can do the visualization and create, uh, create your own mastermind groups, um, with people who are dead or alive and, and the way that we are speaking about, um, it helps you to know who you are as well. So I just wanted to say that. Oh, yeah. And I have Thank two more quotes, and then I'm not saying anything else. It was two that really res- resonated with me when I was doing a little research in regards to our topic today. And this one says, there is no need to be perfect to inspire others. Let people get inspired by how you deal with your imperfections. And this is by Robert Chu. Now, it's funny, Katrina, you just said that. It's not about, you know, being perfect. When people see that you are a real person and you have faults and you falter and how you deal with those faults and falters or those faults, that's when they're like, wow, that person is really inspiring. I could see myself doing that. I have been through that same struggle. Or this last quote I'm just going to say is, we all need someone who inspires us to do better than we know how. So you said it, you hit the nail on the head again, Katrina. You said, study, really visualize them. Study, study, study. All these people that we spoke about, most of them are past. Some are alive, but most of them have passed away already. And we have the information out there to go seek them out and get a more bird's eye view or a lens in on how they look at life. They have it written. All these people have written books. So you have it. Or they have some kind of biographies behind their names. So we have it. It's there for us to grab. Absolutely. No, absolutely. So, again, we want to emphasize the importance of using the what Deepak Chopra talks about, you know, connecting the physical with the mental the importance of visualization, the importance of, of sitting down and and thinking about where what is my mission state what is my personal mission statement? What do I believe in? What is the legacy that I want to leave once I once I'm not here? Basically what do I want them to put on my tombstone? What do I want to leave behind? How am I making the world a better place? And we can answer those if we don't know the answer to those questions. You know, often by looking at other people's stories and by masterminding, masterminding, minding, it helps us to, at least it helps me to get greater clarity on who I am. 
and how I want to move forward. You know, before I, you know, when when Gary Chapman, Dr. Gary Chapman, who wrote the Five Love Languages, for example, when he, when his um, materials were brought to my attention and I began to read it, it changed my life because I never thought about the fact that people could have different ways of communicating, different love languages. I'd never thought about, um, you know, communicating in that manner. But through researching, through reading his material, through, um, you know, incorporating a lot of the information that I've, I've read, I've learned how to become a better communicator. And, of course, I'm not perfect. But I've become a better communicator um, as a result of Gary Chapman being a part of my mastermind group, my mastermind team. And he's living, and I've never met him before, not yet. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to invite him on our show. I'm trying to get him on the show. But I still, you know, but I still visualize what it would be like to have a conversation with him, what questions I would ask him and how he would respond to me. So All right, then. we are going to um, to wind down, start uh, winding down or winding up the show. Um, Want to ask? Do you do you have any last uh, last minute last words for our audience? Um, no, not me. Have a great week. Can't wait to chat soon. Great. I think, again, we just need to know that there's always somebody out there that matches our character or what we're looking for in our future. They've already done it. You don't have to reinvent the world. Look or seek out those people that can make you better. Great. And the universe has got your back. Absolutely. And with that being said, We want to thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. Join your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant and Radio Host, Wanda Miles. We teach aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development how to create positive shifts in their work life and balance so they can become the director of their own life stories. Is your life story one you would love to see improve? Then join us here live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Bring a friend and share the prosperity.